0: Bam, you told the quarterbacks they'll be competing just like every other position during the spring, and I think that's the right call. Gerald Huggins of Draft HBCU joins as we continue with our top 10 draft-eligible HBCU player list on number four. Oh, yeah, it's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered all season with more odds props and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts. and fam you has the right idea holding a quarterback competition this spring. Now with Florida andm spring game coming up just on Saturday, I felt like this was the prime time to revisit some conversations that I or some comments rather that I heard Willie Simmons make at the beginning of practice. this is about a month ago but this stands true. This isn't something that was just a one-day evaluation. It was more of a statement about how they're going to conduct business through through these weeks of practice. And this is what he said. He said, spring is about competition. The quarterback position, like every other position, is wide open. Rashawn McKay is our incumbent. He started for us last season and did a phenomenal job, but there are five other guys in the room who would love to be the starting quarterback of Florida A&M. So it's about daily competition. It's about their daily approach to to doing the right thing. Like every position, I'm excited to watch these guys battle for the next 15 practices. Now, mind you, we are going back and looking about a month ago because this is before spring practice even started. However, I'm just going over it now because the game is coming up on Saturday. So I think this is the right idea. I absolutely love it. And this isn't a dismissal of Rashawn McKay. I just think that iron sharpens iron. It's something that you'll hear me just produce or you'll hear me talk about as the segment goes on. And it's one of those type of statements. That sort of sentiment is something that you will hear. I love it. I love it because the spring is all about competition. It's all about figuring out what you have. It's all about understanding your foundation. And y'all know how I feel about foundation. Y'all know how I feel about the foundation. I think it's, it's the most important thing if you want to continue going up. You, you climb up on no foundation, it's easier to crumble, right? And I don't mean that just literally. I mean that figuratively. So I love the move and what it represents because he's saying, look, I know who I am. I know what we've done. I know what you've accomplished, McKay. But that does not earn you the right to not have to compete during the spring. And worst case, when you compete, the best person's going to win. That's my whole thing is when you compete, the best person is going to win. There may be some times when somebody's a little bit more partial to another person, but for the most part, in competitions, the best person is going to win. So what's the harm in that? I don't see any. And listen, with fam you, this isn't new. this is, shouldn't be new to McKay either, because it was a similar type of statement issued at the beginning of last season. This is that spring day or a media day for the Swag. So this is in August that Willie Simmons made this quote here. He said, whoever separates themselves as that guy, the rest of the team wants to follow will be the one that takes the first snaps on September 5th. Now this was in the beginning of August. So that's only a month before games start. This is a month before September 5th. And he's already, and he's still talking about, we got to figure certain things out. And in that statement, there's, there's statements about being a, a leader and he issues that then, last year and he also issues that same sentiment this year when talking about who's going to be the quarterback because it's about let's see in his quote he said this about their daily approach to doing the right things those are the type of leader-esque qualities that he want because as a quarterback it's not just about how good you can sling it how good you can process it's about how do you lead your your group how do you lead your team, how do you respond to your teammates? Sometimes you talk about how to, how to, re, uh, how do teammates respond to you? but How do you respond to your teammates? And I think that that's something that's a little bit underlooked as far as, or overlooked as far as being a leader. Because yes, they need to respond well to you, but part of being a leader is understanding who you're dealing with. Like if I'm talking to, my little brother, I got to understand how I talk to him is not how I'm going to talk to this other person. And when you're leading a large group of people, you're not going to be able to disseminate the same message in the same sorts of ways because not everybody is receptive to the same, you know, style. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, that's one of the reasons that people talk about Joe Bur- great leaders because he's like a chameleon and can go in and out of a variety of different groups and lead those people and motivate those people in the same kind of way, just with different styles. So those are the things that you need as a quarterback. And I love it because at the end of the day, being a leader, being the quarterback, whatever, you're going to have to put one on the field when it starts. And once again, this is not a dismissal of Rashawn McKay, because if he is the best quarterback, then he will be the best quarterback and it will show. And, I, and listen, this does not mean that he didn't play well. Calling your quarterback position wide open while having a starting quarterback on the roster, I think that's a bold move. Now, mind you, he was benched for a game. Yes, I guess. You know, he had benched for a half a game. He still played in the game after Jackson State. However, he was shaky in that game, but that was his first game starting ever after being behind uh, Ryan Staley for years. So I get it. Like, we have to be a little bit understanding. I do wonder if maybe that benching lies in the coach's mind just a little bit, just a tad, if if they're just questioning because of that. But he came back to have a really good season. So saying you have a wide open quarterback competition after making it to the FCS playoffs after only losing one SWAT game and probably feeling like you were the best team in that conference, I'm sure a lot of Rattler fans feel that way. I'm, not a, I'm sure a lot of Rattler players feel that way. Hey, we were the best team. I know we didn't make it the farthest, but we were the best team. And we still got an FCS playoff nomination. We were able to go in there and play in the game. So I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel that way. Well, McKay was the guy who was at the lead of all of that. But that's why I like Willie Simmons. Because Willie Simmons said, I'm not going to get complacent. This should not make mckay's sad i don't think it's shaking him he's already articulated hey i know what i need to work on and i am working on it willie simmons says he looks fast that's the things that you're trying to get out of him. this is a motivation tactic to me and at the end of the day i'll say it again iron sharpens iron and if McKay's is the best guy then he will be the best guy and he will be the starter if he isn't then he won't be but regardless you're not just resting and saying okay well i know what kind of team we have we're just going to run it back that would be logical that would be extremely logical to say we're just gonna run it back with McKay because I saw how he could take us to an FCS playoff berth. But it's also logical to say if McKay's not the best quarterback, then who says this other guy can't get us farther? Maybe a win in the playoffs, championship bowl experience. I mean, uh berth. I'm talking about in the in the, in the celebration bowl. Who says that these things can't happen? I absolutely love it. I think this is one of the reasons and one of the ways to showcase. Yeah, Willie Simmons is a quality coach. Now, going forward, we're going to be talking about Jatire Carter. That's who is our number four player on our top 10 list. And Gerald Huggins is going to come in in detail just why he has him right there as his only offensive lineman. But first, I want to tell you about Athletic Greens. And this is somebody or this is a brand that has made it there has made their way, excuse me, into my daily routine. They are a mainstay. Every morning I wake up or I, right before I wake up, because I like to do it in first thing in the morning. Let me start resting my arm right here. But I like to do it first thing in the morning because it allows me to feel like my body is just, you know, going on full, on full cylinders because I have my athletic greens in and with just one scoop, just a singular scoop. You get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, pro- probiotics, and everything else that you could possibly need to start your day off right. I got it for gut health. But then it also just tasted good. So I said, I'm going to keep doing this because it's one thing to help my body. But I'm thankful when I can help my body with something that actually feels good going into my body. I love that. And with Athletic Greens, you have seven thousand five five-star reviews. 7,000 people out here. And the number is just growing by the day. 7,000 and growing are saying this is one of the best products I have ever purchased. And I also vouch for that. In addition to that, it's cheap. It really does not cost much. That's why Athletic Greens needs to be something that you add to you. And listen, for the time being right now, go to athleticgreens.com slash athleticgreens.com slash college and get yourself a little bit of extra because they will give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamins and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's athleticgreens.com slash college. All right, so keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. You know who's about to join? It's my guy Gerald Huggins to talk about Jataya Carter and why he has him inside of his top five as the only offensive lineman on this list. All right, Gerald, so Jataya is the only offensive lineman on this list. What has him the designation, especially being so high? nobody else's club, and he's the number four prospect? Why is this?
1: Brother Carter is arguably one of the best linemen in all of college football. And honestly, you could rank him one of the best offensive linemen in the FCS. And he's hands down the best offensive lineman in black college football. He has the body type, big, they get a little ball about six three and a half, probably around 305 pounds plus, probably closer to three three 310 pounds. He can play multiple positions. And um, honestly, you know, it helps when you have to block, you know, one of the best pass rushers in FCS every day of practice, the dude named Jordan Lewis. So that definitely helps. And, you know, he didn't play bad against, you know, guys that we consider some of the best pass rushers in, you know, black college football. So that also helped his situation, you know, him going against some really strong pass yeah. rushers in the swag. So people don't really like to mention that part. You know, when you look at Southern schedule, almost every game they played, they had he was going against some pretty good competition. And then on top of that, you gotta see Jordan Lewis every day of practice. So he has the reps, he's proven, you know, and you know, from what we've all seen postseason, he's held his own.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. Is aside from just all right, he looks good, it's also who is he looking good against? And that's a great point because there are some really good pass rushers in the SWAC. Now, on the way on that on that schedule, on the way to the end of the season, he ended the, the season, excuse me, with the best pass block grade of any offensive uh, tackle in the FCS. Mm. So I, we always talk about, well, how do defensive players win? How do they do that? Over the last two weeks, we've been talking about defensive linemen. Now we're switching the sides. Well, how is he able to negate all of that? He has strong
1: hands. once he gets his hands on you, once he gets his hands on you shows pretty much over. you know what I'm saying once he gets locked in and he can get you know all offensive alignment hold I'm a you know I'm a defensive line guy you know all alignment hold. It is what it is. they can't help themselves. it is what it is. I'm not tripping because it's part of the game and you know we can't slow the game up and call in every single holding call. So what you know from my you know understanding of my enemy, um <laughs> once you get your hands inside if you get your hands inside and you move your feet it's not holding if you get your hands inside and your feet don't come with you and the people's alignment is trying to get away hold it so he's able to do his strong hands and he has really good feet and we'll probably we'll talk about that because you know why his feet are so good later on but he has good feet so once he gets a lock on you inside and he's able to mirror he's able to mirror and he doesn't really fall prey to the counter moves a lot when he goes against these great pass rushes. That's a big thing. A lot of offensive linemen, they can stop the initial move with a good punch. Boom. Definitely you got like a, a Linky kind of Isaiah Land, kind of Jordan Lewis kind of guy, tall, slender speed rushes. You know, you get a good punch on them, you knock them off square. The thing is. The counter move is what kills a lot of offensive linemen. And he literally does a pretty good job of facing the counter moves, you know, the counter inside because that's why those was good feet. So he's working his way back to cut him off with a vertical kick step, and then he's able to slide inside. Slide back out, slide aside. In this case, he goes against a spin move, a club to the inside, a hump move. He has the feet and the strength and the athleticism that a lot of offensive linemen just don't have.
0: Yeah, okay. We talked about pass blocking. That's what everybody loves, and that's what he's really great at. But what about that run blocking? Because you're not gonna pass every single snap. He's gonna have down and dirty. He's gonna have to run and blocking. And maybe have to guys. Does he have that in him?
1: Yes, he does have it in him. But you know, let's be realistic. A lot of the game now, you don't get a lot of one on one on blocking or base blocking from these guards. So what they want you to do. They want you to do combo blocks, so all you know Carter has to do. You know, there's a one technique. A one technique is a, a a defensive tackle that's lined up, shaded on the center. If he has a, a one technique on the inside of him, what they would like for him to do is seal him, let the center work over to seal off the offensive. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the defensive tackle, and then he'll climb to the second level and get a linebacker. And the beautiful thing about that, a lot of teams like to run these combo zone schemes anyway. So now you have a guy who's 6'3, gonna be well, you know, once he gets the NFL food, you know, HBCU is a different type of diet. But you know, when he gets that NFL food and NFL training consistently, he's gonna be about a good two, three 320 pounds. And he's probably gonna more than likely maintain his athletic ability. So you have this humongous human being running full speed down the line of scrimmage, looking for a linebacker. Oh, here we go, throw a screen. Now we're looking. <laughs> corners now we're looking for safety so he's able to do that his athleticism gives him the build and the strength gives him the ability to seal off another guy that's 200 pounds and he's also able to run down some a linebacker seal him off and create these alleyways when it comes to office alignment and blocking it's really not all about pancakes are beautiful but end of the day as long as you can seal off as long as you turn your back to where the running back needs to go and they can get past you and that guy can't tackle him, you did your job And with his feet, athleticism, his strength, he could do that consistently on the next level.
0: All right, so you just heard Gerald break down some of the things that make him so great talking about his athleticism. Well, athleticism is going to be a trait that we continue talking about in the next segment as we talk about Carter's basketball history and how you could see that within his play on the football field as well. Now, before we get into that, I want to tell you about our good friends at Bet Online. March Madness just ended, but trust and believe. They're still rolling with it. They have already released their way too early predictions for next year's NCAA tournament. So if you're into those things where it's like, man, I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. I'm going to give my best bet or take a little flyer of a bet. This is exactly where you need to be because they already have their odds out. That's why I'll be saying it's all years, year round. The MVP odds for the NFL are already out as well. And we haven't even got to the NFL draft. So there's so many more things that you can do, and you can even do some bets on that. Going into the NBA playoffs, that, those sports, and not to mention your favorite casino games. BetOnline has everything that you could possibly need. That's why they are my favorite place to put down all of my bets. Well, that's not the only reason. It's also because they're the fastest and easiest. Where to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU. Coach G is going to be breaking down how the basketball history of Jatia Carter is actually shown in his offensive line work. And also, is he a better offensive tackle or offensive guard at the next level? Now, there was a couple of things in your last answer that I felt Pointed to something that a lot of scouts have been saying about him, and that's a move to offensive guard. Mind you, he was an offensive tackle at Southern, but you said he can get up to 320. He can add some weight on him. And then also, when you were talking about the run blocking, I just noticed you're talking about one techniques. You're talking about defensive tackles. Those are likely players that he'll be going directly up against as an offensive guard. So looking at his projection towards the NFL, how do you feel about him as an offensive tackle? The next level, as opposed to being an offensive next level.
1: A good thing about this young brother, he's athletic and skilled enough to do both. However, you know, 6'3 and a half isn't the ideal height for an NFL offensive tackle. It's not ideal. You look at the top guys like Armstead, they're tall guys. But yeah. another thing that they are is athletic. So, and it really, you really see a lot of truly athletic guards, but, you know, the game is changing. Then you got a lot, you know, I mean, you look at the, one of the few outliers like Larry Allen, who's just a freaking nature, who benched well over 500 and probably squatted well over seven. Who I heard all these different myths of whatever it may be about Larry Allen. I saw him hawk a linebacker on the interception. I was sold. Greatest guard to ever play. Put that out there. And he went to a small school. So, you know, I'm not saying, you know, Carter is, is you know, him, however, he does have the athletic ability to be able to play tackle and guard. But I think, considering where we're going with the NFL, where a lot of these D tackles are not these big, big John, remember, big John Henderson, the guy that like get slapped, you don't, you're not going to get a lot of those guys anymore. You have a few of them, you know, but you're not going to see a 6'6, 330 pound D tackle anymore. And then you, well, you might have that random Jordan Davis situation. Whew. That's rough.
0: They but you now, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: Good luck. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Good luck blocking that. I mean, I, you know, Carter's gonna end up blocking him at some point because they're both gonna have pretty long NFL careers. So, good luck, brother. But you know, at guard, I think his ability in the zone blocking scheme, he has to go to the right situation. Like most, like most players, you just can't. You know, some players you can just throw in anything. I think for him, and based on what Coach Addy said, uh, he's our offensive line scout he said he's going to thrive in a zone blocking scheme where he's able to utilize his athleticism and of course Addie definitely also said that he needs to finish his blocks more so gotcha. coach Addie loves pancakes i get it carter yeah. is more of a listen i have the strength and the speed to just get in your way and do the bright yeah. block so it, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with angle
0: it. you angle you away
1: Exactly, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's never an issue. But I can see why some people just want to see a little more pancakes. Off the line thing, I get it. It's all good.
0: It's you all good. okay? Now, some may say that the angles, as opposed to just a straight mauling, could be an indication of his past. And story has it that he was a really good basketball player who had to be convinced to play football. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm gonna ask you, how do you see when watching his tape? How do you see a basketball player? Is there anything that in there like, oh, yeah, that guy used to play basketball?
1: Oh, the feet. Mm, okay. the feet. He, got, he got light feet. Love it. He probably, you know, he comes from New York, he get light. You know what I'm saying? You know, on you know, Jackie. Like, you know, I mean, he he has feet. I wouldn't be surprised these dudes are really good dancers. So I may, you know, I get a chance to talk to him. We'll see. Like, he has to be pretty good because, I mean, he's able to move. He's able to shift. He's able to move feet. He's a big guy, 300 plus pounds, you know, just moving effortlessly, effortlessly, just moving. So I like it. I, you know, you see him in the post. I watched his clips in the post. You know, he had a nice pivot, you know, some up and under. You know, he was a really good basketball player.
0: You went to go I mean, watch his basketball highlights?
1: I did. I might be a lot because Malik, <laughs> Malik from H- HBCU, he was like, yo, listen, the kid played ball, too. I was like, makes sense. Doesn't shock me. It doesn't shock yeah. me at all. The footwork. Is yeah, listen. That's why you know when I looked at him, I was like, he's only six three. You know, he looked huge next to them kids he was playing. At. So I was like, oh, this guy got to be at least six 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 seven. But he's like six three, and I'm like, he's able to do all that only at six three and a half. Man, he was some, He's something to watch. I appreciated watching his basketball, team. and that just when you have guys that play multiple sports, they're usually just really good athletes. And a lot of these guys that play in the NFL, they played multiple sports, so it makes sense. So his feet. From basketball, translate perfectly into offensive
0: line play. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you this one last question. We talk about being an athlete. We talk about being a two-sport athlete at that. And I think when you have guys like that, there's a lot of attention to just their pure, raw athleticism. We know what he is on tape. Really, a really good pass blocker. Mm -hmm. But when you got no shirts and no shorts at the combine, did he perform up to your standards or what you believed he should have performed at? When he was, you know, running the forty, doing his shuttle, doing the drills, was that a good performance for him out of the combine?
1: I'm gonna say I think he did very well. I'll be very honest. I agree. I, I mean,
0: I'm not a scout. I said this yesterday. I said, I bring you on to get that scout talk. That's why I bring <laughs> you on here. But I also felt that way. You know, you tell tell them people go back a couple of weeks when the when the combine happened, and I was talking about how his athleticism was there. But listen, I'm gonna let my man's take the take the reins. And, and tell us about his combine performance. This ain't just gonna pat myself on the back.
1: No, so I mean, listen, now, for me, you know, as a line guy, you know, I shout out to the big listen, everybody's not gonna be Jordan Davis,
0: okay? Right, not at all. That's
1: okay, that's
0: perfectly fine.
1: So, was I look what I did? I think that uh, you know, Carter will you know, pop off a 4840? Of course, I did, yeah, I was i really thought he was going to do it you know but you know what he i think he clocked in about you know five is a five flat or five one um fine because guess what when he got to those position drills you couldn't name two three four offensive linemen better than him when you just saw him moving and moving moving all, his, moving at 300 pounds he killed the skill he, i mean he killed his position drills. so that's bigger for me because the offensive lineman's not running 40 yards you know right. they're really going to do a short shuttle during the play you know so i want to see how they look in their position drills and you know i want to see how you look you know do you look like you know I one of the office of the line coaches at uh my high school that i coach at he looks at all of the linemen's ankles he's like they got fat angles they're not gonna be good i'm like okay but i was like hmm, let me look at the angle and i'm like all the ones that are really athletic they do have you know smaller angles and i'm like oh Okay, so that may be – it may be something there. So I was looking at him, and he's just able to just move, move, move. And when he ran, he didn't look slow. Because in the day, game speed, you don't want him running at you full speed. So, you know, I was cool with it. And I, he upgraded his numbers. I believe he, uh, he hit a five – let me just check to make sure. Uh, he had his pro day today. Um, he did uh, – he weighed in at 312 pounds. He had – a 35 inch vert
0: <laughs> I think that answers the question alone. I'll let you keep reading the numbers, but that answers the question alone of how he looks in shirts and shorts.
1: Hey, listen, end of the day, when you that big and you have a 35-inch vert or 34.5, I'm gonna round it up because that's my guy. 35-inch vert, that means you're explosive. You know, he has a nine-three broad. You're explosive. So that means when he comes off the ball and he rolls his hips into you. He can knock you back. Now, what Coach Addy was just saying is just to finish. He's knocking, he's giving a good pop. We've seen him go against the top, the guys he's blocking in the Senior Bowl, they're going to be there on Sunday. And guess what? So will he.
0: It's that simple. And I appreciate you coming on the breakdown. We're at our combine players now. So there's only three guys left. You'll have to wait and see. Next week, who's going to be number three? But I'm excited, I don't even know who's gonna be number three at this point, so we'll see what happens. But G, I appreciate you coming on every week as usual.
1: My man, I appreciate you always. Thank you,
0: I always love having Coach G on giving us that scout talk. I told you on yesterday's episode to be looking out for it today every Thursday and we're getting into the top three next week so I absolutely can't wait for that and our feature Friday is tomorrow so you know you can look forward to that on tomorrow's episode so make sure you make us your first listen of the day every day just like today I greatly do appreciate it and for your second listen of the day make sure you're checking out Locked On NFL Draft with Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy giving you everything that you need for the big time event at the end of this month man it's so much to go through it's not just round one it's rounds one through seven and they have you covered for all of it in the meantime in between time if you're looking for good old me you can find me on twitter at south exclusives until the next time that we hear each other family take care stay blessed peace